right. Welcome to Only the Important Stuff, and I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. Thank you for checking out the show and uh, coming along on this journey with me. Um, honestly, if you're listening to this, you probably are a close fan, friend or family member, um, and uh, your support means the world to me, like many. Um, I think we, we, we live and we thrive on those that are close to us and close to, uh, close to our circle, right. Or that are part of our circle. So, um, if you are a part of that, I appreciate it more than you will ever know. And, uh, thank you for checking this out. If you've gotten this far, which is only about, I don't know, 30 seconds into the show, you're probably wondering why my 42 year old ass has decided to start a podcast, especially when you consider there's about a million of them out there. Most of them are probably worth way more of your time than this will ever be. Kidding, of course. Um, this is going to be fun. But back to the question at hand, why am I starting a podcast? Uh, it's a valid question. Um, and there's a few reasons, right? There's a few reasons why I'm doing this. I, uh, I subscribe to a lot of what Simon Sinek uh, says. Um, or puts out, I shouldn't say all of it, but a lot of it, right? He puts out a lot of good content and I'll get to that later. But one of the things is you should always start with why. And so here are a few reasons why I am starting this podcast. One, it's a little morbid, but you got to hear me out in case I'm gone. If you're listening to this, you are probably aware that I lost my father eight years ago. To say that it sucks would be an understatement of epic proportions, right? Uh, there have been so many moments since he passed when I wish that I could just talk to him, learn from him, share with him what I'm going through as a, as a parent, uh, talk to him about how he got through certain things. Um, currently, you know, obviously I'm in my middle age, right? I'm 42 years old. You might call this going through a midlife crisis. I don't know. Um, but I'd like to talk to him about that. He went through a very similar situation in his life when he was in his mid-40s. He up and quit his job as essentially a vice president of a large company that had treated him well and moved him around the country. Uh, moved myself around the country. Um, and just uprooted everything that we were doing and decided to move back home to Fairmont, right? Like what went into that decision? That's, that's what I want to know um, and what I wish I could have asked him. Um, obviously, I can't anymore. And unfortunately, I had a little bit of a complicated relationship with him, as I think a lot of fathers and sons do have. Uh, and truly, I didn't develop a friendship type of a relationship with him where we actually talked about things instead of being talked to or, you know, parented until I was in my late twenties. And unfortunately those moments are gone and I'm left with stories from others and my memories as a child. And I'll always wonder what he thought when he was raising me, you know, how he felt the first time he held me, right. Or the first time he held my sister, like what went through his head, you know, how he dealt with the stresses of raising a child, the joys, the moments of joy, right? And I was just too young and honestly just way too dumb to ever ask him prior to having kids. It's, it's unfortunate, right? It's sad. Um, but by the time I did start to think about that stuff, he was too sick 
and we never got the chance to have those conversations. Um, so I want to share my life, my thoughts, my struggles, and my happinesses so that in the event, hopefully highly unlikely event, that I am gone too soon, my children will have the ability to listen to these and to hear my voice telling my stories and sharing my journey about raising them and, and going through life. Um, I've, I've thought of a lot of ways to try and do that for my kids. Um, one I heard a, a while ago was to write your child a letter every year on their birthday. And so I've been trying to do that. Admittedly, I'm, I, I have fallen down a couple times while trying to do that, but I think it's going to be something that's really cool for them when they get older in the moment to be able to go back and read my thoughts in the moment. And hopefully this is just another extension of that. It's going to be a couple more stories about me, but, and, and me and my friends and my family and, you know, kind of how we were raised, but ultimately it's, it's for them. Right. And make no mistake. This is going to be messy, messy at times. And, you know, I'll say some things I wish I didn't because I think everybody who's listening to this understands the struggles of being a parent and how hard it is. There's no book, even though a bunch of people want to write one, there's nothing that you can learn to perfect this because we all have our flaws. Um, and ultimately that's a microcosm of life, right? Like there's no perfect way to do anything. We make mistakes, but we're all trying the best we can to raise the best kids we can and hope that they succeed far more than we ever do. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, my friends are fucking awesome, right? Pardon my language. I swear a lot. Uh, I'm trying to clean this up. Uh, but I think I am like, or at least I hope I am like most people in the world that have an incredible circle of friends and family that they have shared a ton of experiences with. And with my friends, it's, it's that way, right? I would die for many of them, kill for quite a few of them, and help quite a few of them commit some crimes if they asked me to, right? We've had a lot of fun together. We're loyal to each other. And I want to share their stories and my stories with the world because, look, it's funny. I think a lot of what we have gone through is funny. Um, and unfortunately, life happens, right? Like, even though I'm incredibly close to the guys I went to high school with, the guys I grew up with, life happens, right? You get jobs, you get married, you have kids, sports. You name it, right? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We don't have enough time to hang out together anymore, right? Like we used to. And I want to find any excuse I can to hang out with them and to share our stories. Because that's what we do when we do get together. Whether it's, you know, at a ball game, going golfing, sitting around a campfire or at a lake drinking. We just... We just talk and have fun, and I hope to bring that to the world because I do think it's hilarious. And I'm not the funny one. I'll be the first to admit that. Most of my friends are the funny ones. Um, and so if I can give them a platform to talk about some of the crazy things we did, I'm excited for that. 
right? And, you know, most of them I think are going to be funny. Some will be sad. Sometimes they'll be a little pathetic, but overall they're going to be entertaining, which is what I'm excited for. The secondary kind of point of that or sub point on that is we don't talk enough, period. Full stop, end of sentence. They say girls bond face to face and boys bond side to side. And throughout my life, I have found that to be true. My, the closest friends of mine are, are, are guys that we have gone through some shit together, right? Whether it's being on a team, uh, working a job, trying to compete a plot, complete a project, to being on the battlefield, right? You name it, right? If you're around my age or older, you were raised not to talk about your feelings. And so that's how guys bonded, right? We manned up. We sucked it up. We brushed it off, and we just got back out there and kept going. And more recently, I think that stigma is going away for men. At least it's being talked about more. But not enough of us are actually doing it. So I want to do that with my closest friends and give them opportunities to talk about sharing, or not sharing, but give them opportunities to talk about raising their kids and and what they're going through, right? Because it's important. It's important that we pass these things down to our kids and they understand what our motivations were or where we were coming from. Another point of that in talking to my friends is for my own mentality, if I'm being honest. If you know me, you know I can get pretty negative and or dark fairly quickly. Uh, I think most people would call that being pessimistic. I don't know why. I really don't know why my brain works like that. And if I can talk to my friends and share fun stories, I hope that that will change the chemistry in my brain, right? Like make me more grateful for, for what I have, right? And I am grateful. I'm incredibly grateful. Don't get that twisted, right? But I'm also prone to looking at things negatively, right? When I got sick, if you're listening to this, you you know this story. Six years ago, I went from walking around at 220 pounds, six foot three, feeling like I was king of the world to 180 pounds and you know, skin was hanging off my bones and no one knew what was wrong. And I went through a myriad of medical tests and bone marrow biopsies and blood clots and all sorts of things. And, you know, was told by doctors I have leukemia, was told by doctors I have, you know, other systemic mastocytosis issues. And ultimately they never really figured out what was wrong. But when it first kind of hit me, I went from being bulletproof to immediately thinking, well, I'm going to die. And it's a, it's a weird way and sad way to look at problems, but I just assumed the worst. Um, and, you know, my wife was my rock at that time and was doing everything she could to help me not try to think that way. And it was a struggle. But that situation has been a microcosm of how I have tried to improve over the last 15, 16 years. My wife has been 
my rock, right? Um, she has gotten me through a ton of hard times, a bunch of stress, and obviously a crazy health situation that, you know, she was dealing with the stress of two. We had just had a newborn child. Jocelyn was six months old when the first doctor told me I had leukemia. So we were all under a bunch of stress, and she was trying to always encourage me to to look at things positively. And she's been that way with everything for me when I'm a negative Nelly. She, when we first met, you know, all her friends thought I was the angriest person they'd ever met, right? Like I was an asshole. I don't know why, but she has constantly encouraged me a lot of times when I didn't want to hear it, which is what your spouse is supposed to do, to not act that way, to look at the bright side of things, to view things through a positive lens. And I figured, and it, and look, and it's helped a ton. I'm not nearly the guy that I used to be. And I think that's a good thing. I, I personally, I think it's good that I'm not so angry so much anymore. And so I figured, you know, if my wife can have that impact on me, understandably, so can my friends. And so I want us to have these conversations where we talk about our experiences and remember them, remember them fondly, right? That's what we all do. So that's, that's reason number two. And then reason number three would, would probably be chasing a dream that I've never really chased after. I have always been told that I have a voice for radio or I should do something with my voice. The number of people or the amount of times I have been told that I have a deep voice or that who I am in person is not what they expected based on my voice over the phone is countless. They're endless. And if I'm being honest, chasing this dream or this idea is a little bit of a regret that I have in my life. Not that I would change anything because I am happy and I love the life that I have built with my family and my friends. But like most, I do wonder, right? What if I had gone after this idea or, or done this in that situation? I, I, and again, maybe this is my pessimistic outlook on things. I think about things like that all the time. I, I don't know. It, it's just the way my brain works. So this is me in this moment essentially going after that idea. I'm not trying to make a million dollars. be great if I did. Um, but I also want to open up the opportunity to see what could happen. Because I don't know. And I've never known. And this first podcast is a prime example of that. I've recorded this probably four times, and every time I look back on it and say, oh, I don't like that. It's not good enough. It's not good enough for the world. Well, first of all, the world's not listening to this. i got to realize that. <laughs> um, I also got to get past my fear of being judged by everybody who knows me. I'm kind of cutting open a vein here. Um and just be open to what could happen because I don't know. And 
if I can't get over that anxiety of putting this out there, then I will never know. And I will be on a rocking chair when I'm 80 thinking to myself, man, I could have been great. And I don't want to live the life like that. So this is me doing it. That's why I'm doing it. What are we going to talk about on this show? On only the important stuff? You guessed it. Important stuff. Just kidding. Look, I envision every episode consisting of some loose structure of like probably three kind of segments if I had to break them down. First, right, like it's going to be me and a friend every episode or someone I know, right? We're going to talk about how we know each other. We will quickly like diverge from that into ridiculous stories from our past, I can only imagine, because that's how it always goes when we talk. It could really go anywhere. Um, But that's probably segment one. Segment two, I want to dive into parenthood with my friends. All of my friends are parents. A lot of my friends have lost a parent, sadly. We're at that age where it's happening more and more, and it sucks. And, you know, just understanding how they're doing with everything. How are they how are they handling their kid getting a cell phone or their daughter getting called? I mean, nobody calls anymore. Getting texted by from a boy or, you know, their, their son, you know, trying out for a team and not making the team. Like, how are they handling those things? What did they learn from their parents that they're trying to emulate? What did they learn that they don't want to emulate? Right? And so that'll be a big part of it. Right? How do how do they how do they hold on to those good memories and and try not to like focus on the mistakes? And then the third is going to be leadership. Um, I don't know about you as a parent, a friend, or a human in general, but I am fascinated and fixated on leadership. Everything starts and ends with it, in my opinion. You can't have a great team. You can't have a great working life. You, it's tough to have a good family if you're not leading, right? If you're not actively leading whatever you're in, right? And I want my kids to lead. It doesn't mean um, that I want them to become president one day. You know, if I'm being honest, I don't. Right? That's, that sounds like a terrible job. But I want them to set their own path and blaze their own trail. Right, Lead by example. Do the right thing. Don't follow just because everyone else is. Stick up for a kid who's getting picked on. Sit with the person who's sitting by themselves at lunch. Because I've been in that weird spot. I've been a new kid and not known people and felt like shit. It's not fun. And... I grew up to be a person that could do something about those things. And I hope my kids do the same. Um, You know, whether that's in sports or uniquely trying to find their own way in life, right? Like like an example is my son wants to be a YouTuber. (laughs) 
If you're listening to this and you got kids, you probably understand that's what they do now. They don't watch TV. They watch YouTube. And while I don't get it, um, I understand it's a thing, and he wants to do it. So we have conversations about it. And I ask him, what do you want to do on there? Like, what's your, what's going to be your angle? And he just essentially tells me what others are doing. And I try to help him understand that doing what everybody else is doing, it, it doesn't mean you're not going to be successful. But it's really hard to set yourself apart. you got to be intrinsically just better at that than them. And they've got a head start. So it's going to be really hard for you to catch up right? Doesn't mean you can't. You can go put in the work and grind and you'll get there one day, hopefully. But you can look at the situation and say, I do want to be on YouTube. How else could I make my mark in the world? So that's what I want. That's how I want them to approach problems in life. And so, you know, talking to my friends about the greatest leaders they've ever, you know, met, um, been with, and it doesn't have to be coaches, managers, directors, whatever, right? It could just be a person that they knew that straight up did their thing and didn't care. And I love that. And, but was also inclusive of people, right? Like got others to buy into what they wanted to do and do what they were doing, right? Like that's leading. Right. The opposite of that is managing, right? Forcing people to complete tasks on a list versus inspiring the people that work with you or are on a journey with you to go in the same direction you're going. So that's what I hope they can do. Again, I have no grand illusions about this show. I don't think I'm going to make a million bucks, but it's 2022 and people can turn their passions into a living if they put in the work. And so this is me, you know, trying to put in the work on this and taking a leap and putting something out into the world. Uh, and I, and so I hope this makes you laugh a little, think a little, um, and put some of your own good out into the world because we all know this place needs it a little bit more. Uh, before I wrap up, I do want to give a shout out, um, to a couple people who have really pushed me and inspired me along this to get along this journey. Um, Obviously, my close circle of friends, like, a lot of them know I'm going down this road, you know, so shout out Charlie, shout out Nick, uh, Nick especially, like, he, he and I have had a ton of close conversations offline about this, he's helped me try to get things set up, so I appreciate it, Nick, um, and then, honestly, one, two years ago, I never would have thought this would have been a thing in my life, but uh, one of my brother's best friends, Ben Semp. Um, we have developed a good relationship, a very strong relationship, in my opinion, over the last two years. And this guy is living life, in my opinion, the way you should live your life. Uh, he's going out there, he's chasing his dreams. He's, I mean, that's it, right? Like he's just going for it and seeing what happens and Ben will know, but fuck it, you know, like good for you, man. Like I'm proud of you. Uh, he's got a podcast that I've been on a few times that you should really check out. It's interesting. It'll be far more interesting than this, uh, called the greatest people you've never met. Um, and he's, he's doing great. And so, uh, 
give him a follow, check his stuff out. Yeah, proud of you, Ben. So, look, that's it for now. That's my why and how I'm planning on going about this. I hope you will join me on this journey. Um, it's going to be one. I'm not going to tell you to like, share, subscribe, or any of that stuff yet. But it's coming for now. I just hope you'll turn into the next episode where I have an actual guest on and we have an actual conversation versus me just preaching. Um, so, so far, thank you for listening this far. And until next time, be good. Take care, folks. Later.